Episode 159, 10 Ways to Become a World-Class Listener. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. This is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Great to have you with us. And Jason, always good to see you. Uh, Dale, it is great to see you. Before you continue, did you make any resolutions this year? I don't make resolutions. All right. Well, you remember that last year I made a resolution. Yes. And and then I talked about it a few months later, but I forgot to give you a follow-up. So last year, uh, what I decided to do was I decided to do three written thank yous or acknowledgments every single that. day. Well, and let me tell you how I began. Uh, because you, you got to be open and adaptable uh, to change. So I started doing it. Uh, I've got these note cards, Jason Jennings, and I would write a short message to somebody and I would mail it to them. And uh, three a day, 15 a week. And uh, that that proved, uh, I, I, I was able to maintain that for, I don't know, two or three months. And I finally thought, you know what? Emails count too. So every day I did at least one written, handwritten note, but I did three acknowledgments or thank yous every single day. I've got to tell you something. Uh, the response has been unbelievable. So I, I, I've been wanting to report back on that. And I'm going to continue to do that. I was going to ask. That was the next thing. So well, you, you just, are continuing. It just makes you a nicer person. And, and, and there are just all kinds of rewards. And this includes uh, clients I hadn't spoken with for four or five or six years. And they were shocked to hear from me and glad to hear from me, I guess. And they responded. And, and not only this, a whole bunch of business came out of it, too. I mean, which, really? is, uh, yeah, which is really kind of neat. Did anything unexpected that came out of it uh, that you weren't uh, two planning things. on that was like a surprise and okay. moment for you. Uh, okay. There were two things unexpected. One, the fact that business came out of it as, as, as a direct result. The other thing is I have always, I always learned and I have always told people that the time to ask for a thank you or the time to ask for a testimonial is if you're going in to do a speech, ask for a testimonial the next day. I mean, well, everybody is still enthusiastic and I mean, they're going to wax poetic and they're going to write wonderful things. I was also amazed at um, and heartened uh, by the number of people who wrote back and said, you know, the event you did for us three and a half or four years ago was one of the most meaningful events we ever did. Let me tell you the things that we're still using. And I thought it was very reaffirming. I thought, gosh, I, I just don't give speeches and teach, but I get to make a difference. And uh, that was totally unexpected. So any resolutions for 2018? Well, one, I'm going to continue to do that. That I am going to continue to do. And uh, um, I, I, I think that's probably probably it for now. Cool. Okay. All right. So. 10 ways to become a world-class listener. Tell me uh -huh. the story behind this topic for our conversation today. Should I give everybody a real peek behind the curtains? Absolutely. Okay, here's the peek behind the curtains. I knew that we were going to be doing a couple of podcasts. And I knew what I wanted the first podcast to be. And I hadn't lined up a guest for the second podcast. And all of a sudden, it was like, sometimes everything you need is right in front of you and just smacks you in the face. So this week has been an off the road week for me. And I've been doing all of these telephone calls and having all of these interviews uh, for upcoming speeches. And, and these have been with 
really senior people in companies that are doing two, three, four, five, six billion dollars a year and, 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 and CEOs and divisional managers. I mean, really, really big people, accomplished people. And what hit slapped me in the face yesterday when I was sitting trying to figure out now what is this other podcast going to be about? I realized something that I, I've been I've been told five times this week. On five occasions this week, people have said to me, including a, a physicist earlier this afternoon, a physicist. I don't get to talk to many physicists. I don't know about you. I'd be intimidated by most physicists. And he said at the end of the conversation, he said, uh, "Do you know?" He said. <laughs> You are just the best communicator I've ever spent time with. He said, I don't know what the magic is, but he said, I have told you things I've never told anybody before, not in the company, not even my wife. He said, I just really spit the dummy to you. And so so out of like 20 conversations this week, this has happened like five times. And, you know, I normally don't uh, set myself up as a model of anything. I'm really a student of stuff and a researcher of stuff. And I never want to be in a position of saying, hey, look at me. Uh, But I guess when five times in several days you hear, this is the best conversation I've ever heard. I mean, there's got to be something there. And, and one of the problems that most people have is most people are lousy communicators. And here's why. Because they're so busy thinking about what they're going to ask next or what they're going to say next that they don't even hear what the other person is trying to communicate. And so we did a podcast on listening, I don't know, 50, 75, 100 episodes ago. But anybody who listened to that and put it into effect, we'll be happy to have a review. And anybody who didn't listen to them, it's all going to be brand new material for them. So what I want to talk about today, and we'll do it quickly. I mean, the number 10 seems so daunting, like it's going to go on forever. This is a sermon that's going to go on forever. And it's, it's not going to. We'll, we'll, we'll do it quickly. Um, but that, so that's what I want to do today. And then in the process, I, uh, the other day, I, uh, or yesterday, I Googled listening. And I came across this incredible essay. It was titled, On the Fine Art of Listening, by Brenda Euland. And here's just one little paragraph from what she said. She said, listening is a magnetic and strange thing, a creative force. The people who really listen to us are the ones we move toward, and we want to sit in their radius as though it did us good. I think that is profound. So here are my 10 secrets for communication and for listening, if you're ready. Please. I have a pen in my hand, paper on the desk. Number one, you have to have a place. And that place might be my working out of this study and having a prearranged phone call with somebody. It might, and, and I always tell people I want to talk to them on their landlines uh, because, land, because what I know is I'm going to find them in their office or I'm going to find them in their home office. I'm not going to, try to, I'm not going to find them standing in line at a Starbucks. Um, so, so place. So whether that's an office, whether it's a scheduled meeting, uh, whether it's a lunch, whether it's a breakfast, you have to have a place where you're truly going to be able to have that conversation without interruptions. So, so stack the deck in your favor by having 
a place, whatever that place is. Number two, the greatest communicators on the planet allow themselves to be vulnerable. And most people can't do this. They refuse to do it. They think it's a sign of weakness when in reality it is a sign of immense strength. And so when I begin one of the conversations uh, with a CEO of a company or with a senior leader in a company where I'm going to be giving a speech, I begin by saying, look, I have a character flaw. And my character flaw is I'm a competitor and I want to deliver more value to you than anybody else has ever delivered. But I can't do that without your help. And so the purpose of the today's conversation is to find out a little bit about you, what you own, what you're responsible for, to hear your story, to hear about the things that keep you awake at night, to hear about your challenges and opportunities. So that by the time I've done a dozen of these conversations with a dozen other leaders within your organization, you're at least going to know that I care enough to do my homework. And you know what everybody always says? They always say, damn, I wish other people would do that. <laughs> so one, you immediately get a competitive advantage, but you've made yourself vulnerable. And so then I ask them, are you okay proceeding on that basis? And they say, well, of course, I, th I think it's a great idea. I think it's fantastic you're doing this. I'm looking forward to the conversation. So great communicators make themselves vulnerable by, by sharing the purpose for the conversation. Number three, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a physically violent person. I'm pretty strong. I go to the gym six days a week. I'm not physically violent. But there are times I would just like to smack people and tell them to shut up. <laughs> Remember, when you're in a conversation with someone, it's not about you. And, and I mean, and, 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 and your selfish little self, it's, it's not about you. So just shut up. When you're having a conversation with someone, you're there to listen. Make it about them. A couple of years ago, there was somebody, we weren't doing the video version then, uh, but there was a man who owns a radio station out in Iowa. I've got his name on the tip of my tongue. I don't remember. And he's a regular listener. And he sent me a copy of a book. And, and the book came out 30 or 35 or 40 years ago. And the book begins with a story. And unfortunately, I can't find the book in my library. I've got so many books. I went looking for the book earlier today. But the book starts out by telling the story of a young kid in Southern California who was going to college a couple of hundred miles from home. And he desperately wanted to go home and spend a weekend seeing his girlfriend. And he had no money. So he decided to hitchhike. And so he's on the side of the, I guess there's not a lot of hitchhiking goes on today. So that does date the story. I mean, 25 or 30 or 35 years ago. So the kid's hitchhiking. And this guy pulls over, picks him up, and he says, where are you going? And he said, well, I'm going to San Bernardino, California. And the guy said, whoa, that's a couple hundred miles away. And the kid said, well, you don't have to bring me all the way to San Bernardino. Could you, could you bring me to where this freeway meets that freeway, and I'll, I'll thumb from there. So he gets in the car, and so the guy starts talking. And, and the kid's listening. And the kid is really interested. And so they get, and the kid says, okay, uh, 50 miles later, the kid says, okay, here's where you can drop me off. And I can pay. The guy said, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll make the turn here and I can go a little bit further. 
And so um, another 50 miles goes by and the kid says, here, I, I can get out here and I'll, I'll, I'll be, the guy says, no, 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 no. Um, listen, I'm enjoying this conversation so much. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll continue. Eventually he brings him all the way to his house in San Bernardino, <laughs> California. And he said to the kid, he said, you know, you're the best communicator I've ever met in my life. And the kid thought to himself, but I didn't say a word. I was just listening. And so it's not about you. Just shut up. Nobody cares. When you're in a conversation with someone, listen to them. Make it about them. Number four, um, as a former journalist, you know this, uh, silences silences are golden. And the example I use is one of the first, well, my first day news stories that I was covering in Detroit, Michigan. And I was out with a producer and a cameraman. I mean, a full truck in those days. And uh, a plane had just got into a house. And uh, so we're down and we're talking to some of the neighbors. And uh, so I, I interviewed one of the neighbors and I said, so what did you see? And she started giving me an answer. And I asked another question and she started to respond. And I, I asked another question. So the producer calls me aside and he said, look, just shut up and let him talk. (laughs) And he said, silence is golden. So I go up to this one woman. I said, well, what what happened? She said, well, the plane came down in the house. I said, yes. And she said, it was just horrible. I mean, and we collected the greatest video. I mean, the most emotionally wretching video you've ever seen. Just shut up. Let there be a pregnant pause in the conversation. It means that people are thinking about things. You're about to be given something very valuable. So let silence, occasional silence, be your friend. When I spend a day with a CEO interviewing he or she for a book and that CEO, um, I really only have a couple of questions. But let me tell you what my favorite question is. And then what happened? And then what happened next? Okay. And then what, okay. So what took place after that? So just let the words and then be your friend. And the more and thens you can ask, or what happened next, or how did that all turn out? I mean, then you're going to collect the real story. Number six, this is very important. Repeat what you've heard. You want to make certain that you've heard something correctly, that they've said it correctly, and by repeating it, you'll also remember it. And so it's good to say, now, wait a minute, I I just heard what you said, but I want to repeat it to make certain that I understood the way you meant it. You said, or you told me, and so repeat what you've heard. Seven, no notes. You're not doing a damn probation interview, I mean, with somebody here. I mean, you're not the tax collector or the person at the IRS writing everything down. No notes. I mean, if if you go into a meeting and you really care and you really are interested and you ask those wonderful and then what happened questions, everything becomes a story. And you're going to remember the story. If you want to jot down a couple of notes afterwards, that's fine. But, but this is not an interview. This is a conversation. Number eight, catch the dreams. Mm. Catch the dreams. I love asking people, so where do you want to end up? What do you want to have happen in your life? What do you want your life to look like three years from now or five years from now? And catch 
the dreams. There's a young man who I uh, mentor, and uh, we got together uh, at a new uh, Phil's Coffee place. If you've never been to a Phil's Coffee, it's uh, forget Starbucks, forget Pete's. Phil's Coffee is just sweeping the country, and it's it's absolutely terrific. And so I asked him. Uh, he's he's 24, and I said, so kind of tell me where you want to be in five years. And he said, well, I'll tell you where I want to be in five years. It's not going to take me five years. And he's got two. He's a single father raising two children. And he said, I'll tell you where I want to be in three years. In three years, where I want to be is I want to buy my first house. That's the single most important thing to me in my life. Well, all of a sudden, I've learned how to lead Giovanni because in the future, I'll be asking him, I mean, did you blow money this weekend or did you save your money this weekend so you can get your house? It's not, you know, when you're pushing people in the direction that they told you that they want to go, it's not nagging. I mean, it's a friendly push. It's a, I mean, it's just, and, and, and I, and I nag heavily. I mean, when somebody tells me what they want to achieve or where they want to go, I'll be all over them until they tell me they've changed their mind because I want them to get to go, get to where they want to go. So catch their dreams. If it's an employee who works for you, tie their goals and dreams into your organization of what you're trying to achieve. Okay, I hear, I hear where you want to be. I hear where you want to get, okay? And this is what we're trying to do. I mean, do you see how the two really fit together? And you can get what you want. And I mean, we can achieve what we want to achieve as well. And number 10, my favorite, and that is this. Once you find out what somebody wants to achieve or what somebody wants to do, here's my great question. What are you prepared to invest to make that happen? Because there's only two things that people have to invest. One is money and one is time. And when you're talking with most young people, most of them have a lot more time than they have money. So what how are you going to spend your time? How are you going to invest your time committed to getting to where you want to go? I'll tell you what, Dale, my wish for the new year would be that everyone listening or watching would have somebody tell them this year, man, are you a good communicator? Man, I've told you stuff that I've never told anybody before. Not sure if you want to run down that list quickly for us, but um, absolutely. But I think well, you like the list. I do. I love the list. I'm thinking about ways that I can implement each piece on a regular basis and, and you, make reminders. And you know what? And you're really good. You, you're, you're one of those really, really good communicators. So if you're thinking, if you're thinking about how you can use these things, I mean, then I then I guess uh, maybe my work here is done. But why don't you do a quick review for everybody? Absolutely. So number one, place is important. Find a place free of distraction to communicate, to listen. Be vulnerable. Um, and vulnerability is not a weakness. It is actually a strength. Remember, it's not about you. Silence is golden. Uh, just mm, seal the lips and people will fill in the blanks. Get used to asking the follow-up question and then, and then, and then what? Repeat what you've heard. Don't sit there and take notes. Really focus in on the person. Catch the dreams of the person with whom you are speaking. Tie their goals to yours. And finally, at number 10, ask the question, what are they prepared to do or invest to get where they want to be after you learn about their dreams and their goals? So, excellent list. 
And what I would tell you is this, uh, if you want to know the inspiration for this, uh, all of these steps and others uh, are revealed in my book, The High Speed Company, because when I was uh, very, very young and very, very impressionable, uh, an incredible mentor of mine who made a profound impact on my life by the name of Myron P. Patton took the time one evening at his home in Bloomfield Hills outside of Detroit. His wife and the kids were in the, uh, in the family room and we sat out in the kitchen and for three hours, he talked about me, what I wanted to achieve, what I wanted to get done. And, uh, it was something that changed my life because he then became the nudge. I mean, that uh, constantly reminded me of what I had told him I wanted to achieve. And he made me a much better person as a result of it. So I guess today is in tribute to Myron P. Patton and just paying it back. Mm. Success is not a solo sport. Yeah. No. Here on the shoulders of giants. So Jason Jennings, thank you so much. uh, Thank you for the book recommendation. And with that, I will tell our listeners and viewers that Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. You can learn how to book Jason for your next event or leadership conference. Uh, He'll be there to keynote for you. Find it at the website, jason-jennings.com, the place to go. Also, while you're there, you can uh, subscribe and be sure to see the latest video that is released on Jason's YouTube channel. It's jason-jennings.com slash YouTube, the place to find that for the latest content. This is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Find someone to listen to, really listen to this week. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.